My name is Evan Ingram, and this is the Second Wind Podcast. What up, Second Wind family? It's your boy Gio here with my brother, as always, Mr. J already, Mills. Already, You now tuned in to another episode of the Second Wind Podcast, and like, I'm going to keep it G. Y'all need to tune in every Tuesday. Like, y'all need to hit the subscribe button down like, there. comment. Set your, set your damn reminder for 5 o'clock and tune in every Tuesday. We're going to keep the fire guests on the way. Um, with that being said, we got one of our brothers tuned in with us today, locked in with us locked today. In. Y'all thinking like, damn, how many brothers they got? We got a big <laughs> we family. We got a big, big family. family. Big we got family, the man, man, the myth, the legend, man. Star tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mr. Easy E, Evan Ingram, is on the show today. Thank you for coming Thank on, bro. Thank you for coming on the it's pod, blessing, brother. Bro. It's a blessing, bro. It's, uh, since day one, when y'all first dropped, bro, I've been told y'all, I've, I've been ready to get on, I've been trying to get on, and uh, just the whole concept behind what y'all doing is so dope. Uh, it's a blessing to be on here for sure. You know, take us back to, you know, growing up in Georgia, man, Powder Springs, yeah. man, and that's where you're from, man. Tell me how it was growing up, family life, upbringing. Man, I had a bless. I was blessed, man. I was blessed. Uh, my mom and pops, uh, they uh, probably the only adversity I really faced in my life was them was them splitting up. Uh, they split up like around I was maybe like seven or eight, uh, but it was a it was a decision you know they came to, um, and it was it was for the better for us. But like that didn't change anything like the way they parented me. Like they raised my sister, and I um, just I I couldn't be more thankful for parents that to to, to be raised by. Um, even in the midst of that adversity, like it was kind of rough. Um, obviously I want my parents to be sitting together at all my games and my sister will probably say the same thing, but uh, we were blessed, man. We never, we never missed for anything. We never wished for anything. Our parents made it happen no matter what they were going through. So I was really fortunate. Um, grew up in the suburbs, Powder Springs, Georgia. Um, uh, was playing ball, play football since I was like four or five years old. But my, my mom threw me out there and didn't give a damn of, of what. <laughs> I was about to on. ask you who put the ball in your hand. Yeah, my mom threw me out there. Um, I was I played I started playing offensive line. And they were just I was just O line is crazy. Nah, but not I had, like literally the only they put me at O line because I only had my hands was the biggest to be able to hike the ball. That's literally <laughs> you got an athletic family, right? Your sister played That's ball. I was about too. to say. I was about to say. No, nah, so the crazy thing, Mackenzie, she was actually like the superstar off rip. Like For real? one, she was taller than me pretty much my whole childhood, and she's a year younger than me. Um, they're like, I'm talking about like a foot, damn near a foot taller than me. Like I was like, people really thought I was a little bro. And, uh, but she was a hooper, bro. She got her first offer from Ohio State in eighth grade. That's like, fire. That's crazy. That's crazy. Eighth like, grade? Bro, she eighth was grade. giving you bucks. She she was, was, no, no, no. no. I'm the reason why, I'm the, honestly the reason why she was like that. Cause like I was giving her problems and then she, yeah. like I'd play her before her games, like literally in the, in the driveway and then she'd go to her games and just dominate. Like it was yeah. nothing for her. So I take the credit for all that, but. Um, <laughs> Breeding dogs, man. But literally like she literally was getting recruited seventh, eighth grade in middle That's school. Crazy. And, uh, and so she was kind of the superstar for a little bit and eventually in high school, I kind of, I mean, she still was a dog. Like she's she's the only her and another dude was the only athlete in my high school that had their, their jersey retired. Like so, that's they, fire. They ain't retired my. They ain't retired your jersey. Nah, nah, we gonna have to talk to the AD yeah, or something. Like that's crazy. Power Springs High School. Like y'all better I'm, retire. I'm a, I, I like that because like sh that's her. Like yeah, that's for her. That's her I, moment. That's that's dope. It's pretty cool. But yeah, she's a. Uh, uh, she's one of my best friends um, and growing up we got really close obviously we were close growing up uh, but then once we went to college and she was hooping and I was playing ball and we were like supporting each other like kind of mm -hmm. we were both in the SEC 
both at a high level. She was uh, a thousand point scorer in her career there. That's I was, like I broke records for tight end and, and, and doing stuff it. at Ole Miss. So my parents they was they was living it up. You yeah. guys were both full scholarship kids, obviously. Oh yeah. But people don't even understand how much of a blessing that is. No, yeah. My my parents was lit for that. Yeah. They was, <laughs> yeah, they, was like, yeah. they told us so many times like if it wasn't for y'all full scholarship, I don't know what y'all would have done, but. Yeah, right. we, we Mackenzie set the tone. I ain't gonna lie, because I was kind of in high school. I was just kind of going through the motions. For sure. Uh, but watching her, how she worked, and like the the success she was having, like at such an early age, I was honestly jealous. Like I grew up a huge Ohio State fan. Like I wanted to play with Ohio State. I wanted to go mm. be a Buckeye, and she got the offer, bro. And I was so jealous because I wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't nobody talking to me. Right, like, right. Nobody was looking at me. Nothing. Uh, and I remember in the car, I'm in the back seat, and like she on the phone getting offered and talking about like you need to commit right now. Talk, I'm like, oh, I'm she lit. Damn, they're crying. Damn, I'm hurt. But <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, it was it was uh, it's what kind of it was a push I needed because uh, there was some stuff I was getting into in high school that was kind of I was going down the wrong road and had a nice little wake up call um, that got me right. And eventually everything started to kind of fall into place. For sure, man. So like you said, um, fast forward, under-recruited, um, definitely had a chip on your shoulder coming out of high school, uh, committed to Ole Miss, where you had a stellar career, especially your senior year. Your freshman year, you had three touchdowns, and then your senior year, you had eight, uh, you know, all the research. Oh, come on, man. Research. We better yeah. speed, be in a notebook like this. Like <laughs> easy on, E, like this. You yeah. <laughs> was balling, man, doing your thing. You know, um, became an All-American your senior year, but tell me, why Ole Miss, or was that one of your only offers? Yeah. And then we could talk about you know when you got to Ole Miss. Um, yeah, like I said, I was really underrated. Like really, uh, no, I didn't get my first offer until like spring going into my senior year. And like this is when like the rivals and twenty four seven sports yeah, like, had all the rankings and stuff, and, and they like, control everything. For nobody real. was like I wasn't on nothing. Like I wasn't on anything. And my high school coach was always like, "Go do one day camps. Like go do one day camps at mm -hmm. colleges, and like that's how you'll." you'll get your name out there. And I was doing those and got like some mid-major stuff and wasn't really like, I just wasn't thrilled by that. Like I wanted to be on the big stage. I wanted to play SEC big, like power five. That was, that was my goal. Um, obviously, like I said, Ohio State was one of my goals. And uh, I think, you know, the spring going into my senior year, the mid-major offers started coming in and I went to this camp and like, it was like a, like a rival it was like seven on seven thing where it was like the best guys in Georgia. And I was just balling. Like nobody knew who I was. I showed up and just balled on everybody. And Ole Miss, some of the coaches there found the tape online and they called my high school coach and got on the phone with them. They're like, Hey, like we want to bring you down and visit. Um, and like kind of check you out. And you know, we like what you, we like what we see size wise. And like we might offer you and like, SEC offered me. Like, I don't care what school it is. SEC, like, SEC. that's all I was seeing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I went down there and fell in love with the campus. Fell in love with the coaches. Like the plan that they talked about, the offense that they was running. Like I was like, this for me. Like I don't want to be anywhere else. But I didn't get the offer when I when I left. So I was just like, they was basically like, we're gonna have a one day camp. We want you to come and compete against the best guys, and like we'll see. So I'm like, all right, bet. Go to the camp. Ball like crazy. Snap. snap. Like snap. And like. I've heard so many stories at that time. I've heard so many stories about guys getting offered on the spot. Like, yeah. you're not leaving campus without an offer. And I'm like, bet, like, this is it. Like, I'm about to get my first, like, big power five offer. Mm -hmm. After the camp, my uh, the the coach that was recruiting me, he, uh, my position coach that ended up, he ended up being my position coach. Um, he walked me to the car and was like, yo, like, we appreciate you coming. Like, goodbye. Like, we'll hear from you. Like, we, you'll hear from us soon. No offer. No offer. Oh, I know you was. But I'm bawling my eyes out on the way home. You like, five-hour car ride, crying, like, bawling my eyes out. Like, cried myself to sleep down there. And 
the, literally the next day I had a seven on seven tournament and like it was like eight in the morning and they called me off for me. That's so, fire. Yeah, that's, that's fire. So I was ready to commit on the spot, like on the spot. Like, that's I'm how done. I was when I got my first offer. I'm done. And my pops was actually like, no, like, because I had Ohio State, I had the Ohio State one day camp the next weekend. Mm. And I, I wasn't invited to that. Like it was, I signed up for it and like trying to just go like show them, like show them I'm here. here. Um, and my pops was like, wait, like you got another big camp coming up. Like you, you never know that like, you could get your offer that like, you always wanted. And so I went up to Ohio State camp, bro. I did, I balled way more than I did at Ole Miss. Like I was running with the tight ends and I was killing the linebackers. They grabbed me, moved me to the run with the DBs and the corners and the safeties. And like they, they had guys that they invited there, like their main guys, and I was snapping, like killing Smoking them. Smoking them. Killing them. And I'm like, I know for sure I'm getting a walking away with an offer from Ohio State. Like I was a talk of the whole camp. At the end of the camp, the wide receiver coach, tight end coach, whatever comes up to me, he's like, bro, appreciate you coming. Like, good luck. Nothing. Nothing. So it really meant a lot when Ole Miss was like, yo, we want they you. They believed in me from jump. And like, I'm, bro, when I tell you, I grew up a, like Ohio State fan, like, there's like holes still in my wall at my mom's house from games that they lost because like I would throw a <laughs> oh, you fit. Die like, hard I was diehard. Like oh, you diehard. Bleeding like scarlet and gray, like yeah. crazy. And once that happened, like I was so like turned off and just right. Like, and like Ole Miss, just everything was perfect. And I felt that initially, but I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is my dream. I got a chance to go do what I wanted to do with Ohio State, and it was so clear cut where I was supposed to be. Like God, like orchestrated everything for how it was supposed to be in that moment for me to see that Ole Miss was the spot. And like from that moment on, as soon as I committed, I was like the third guy and the fourth guy in the class that committed. We ended up having a crazy recruiting class that year. Yeah. Um, and for, it was re the rest was history. Like it was exactly where I was supposed to be. I mean, yeah. everything happens for a reason. The God don't make mistakes. That's, that's, yeah. that's my number one thing. Like no matter what you experience, like no matter what like adversity you face, even the success you have, like everything is orchestrated for an exact reason. Like you are where you are like right now for an exact reason. Um, it could be good, it could be bad, but like for me in that instance, like I was so oblivious, I was just trying to play power five ball. Thousand percent. Mm -hmm. And Ole Miss, honestly, bro, they was coming off a two and 10 season. Like they were the worst team in the SEC. I didn't give a damn, like I didn't care. Like, I was just like, they were telling me that I could come in and compete right away to play. The offense that they ran was the same offense I ran in my high school, which was money and it's SEC. Yeah. And, I was, and I was going to play against the best. I played against the best in the world. <laughs> I was about to say, looking and back, so, bro, I'm like, bro, y'all, what, what, what were they feeding y'all down there? You had you, DK went there, Kendichi. Yeah. Like, you guys had a lot of freaks. Yeah, y'all got a bunch of dogs. Like, what nah, the hell bro, was y'all doing? Eating out, weights? Like, the, the, so Hugh Freeze and that, that era of Ole Miss football, like, really put everything on the map. Like, you can go down there now. Like, they're still, like, the Ole Miss is still growing. Just mm -hmm. honestly, yeah. I, we take credit for what we did. And <laughs> right. Like, I got there at 13 and graduated at 17, but we've had so many guys come in even after that. DK, AJ, all, I mean, the list goes on. Um, Laramie Tunzel, yeah, Robert Kandichi. Like, Jesus uh, Christ. It, the list goes on. They're still producing. Like Lane's doing a good job down there too. So, But um, it was just a dope experience, man. It was, like, it, was, it was where I was supposed to be. Like I had love down there. Like I was able to go in and compete right away and start as a true freshman. and. Um, man, I was I was blessed, man. And, you grew a lot yeah. throughout your career. Yeah. Like, even just looking at stats, just like you don't see that now. A lot of days, you know, three and out nil people transferring portal. Like you're a four year guy. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> So your career was really like you really grew as a football player. So when you peaked, you peaked at the right moment. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it was. And it, I'm glad. Like I got like the nil stuff. I ain't gonna lie. Like I would I would have killed 
and, yeah, uh, yeah. like in Oxford sure. and in Mississippi. Like I had so much love down there, and I, and I still get support from those from that fan base. Like, but the NIL stuff, I wish, I wish we had that. I <laughs> you been, had a time machine, right? Good, making bro. change. Yeah. I've been good, but um, it was a great time, man. I uh, I get back every now and then. Um, it's kind of weird going back now because like nobody, like people that were there when I was there, they're not there anymore. So right. it's kind of like, but. Ole Miss is, I mean, I'm Ole Miss forever. So, yeah. um, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys that we put out a lot of guys and, you know, we're killing in the league. Right, right. right. So, um, you go from Ole Miss to the Big Apple, right? You go from third pick. 180, from, crazy. Yeah, from lightly Complete recruited to first round draft pick, right? Like, tell me about the process of getting drafted and, like, even the process of adapting to everything that you had to deal with, like, being in New York and yeah. like going, being with that organization and stuff like that. Man, it was a it was a really cool experience, man. Like I uh, I came to New I visited New York for the first time my uh, sophomore summer, like before my junior year. I came and visited a friend that was in the hospital. Um, I came and visited him and checked on him. And it was my first time in the city, and I got here like it was just crazy, just the atmosphere like yeah. i grew up like i love spider-man it was my favorite superhero and like i watch <laughs> the movies and i'll be like yo where is he swinging from all these buildings like right what city has all these buildings like this and obviously i knew he was in new york and but i didn't know new york was really like that and I I get here, i'm like okay like nah i know but uh i got here bro and i went to the 9-11 memorial and it like shook me up like just being like on the grounds and like went to the did the museum and like just the atmosphere of the city like I was a sophomore in college and I was like, I want to play ball here. Like I want to play in the league here. I don't care if it was the Jets or Giants. Like I just wanted to be in New York. So you knew. And so I had my junior year and then I came back from my senior year. Obviously it's time to go, it's time to get ready for the draft. Giants are still on my list. Like I want to go play for the Giants or the Jets, whatever in New York. And the whole entire process at the combine, senior bowl, like meetings, visits, I didn't hear one word from the Giants, like nothing. No meeting, no call, no like question. Like I ain't talking to nobody in the blue and red shirt from the Jesus, Giants. Damn. Nobody. And so draft day comes around. And, like I was like when I when the season ended, I was like projected second or third round. Killed the senior bowl, killed the combine, killed interviews, like did all that stuff. And was like there was buzz that I was gonna go first round. Um that was blowing me up, trying to get me at the draft. I was like, not coming because I was like still on the friends of yeah, like you didn't want to late, be that dude. late first, early second. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just gonna have a party at my crib and like if it happened, it was the best decision for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like I had everybody there that literally, like every person that helped me get to that point was at my house before I got drafted. So I'm sitting there, like, I'm not even watching the draft. Like, I'm vibing, like I had a couple beers, like right, I'm, right. I'm linking with all my people, connecting, like all a whole bunch of old coaches, my teammates, high school teammates, college teammates, like it was just cool. All my family, and like we had a we had an ESPN guy there actually that was like recording. Like you know how they had like the reactions and stuff. And Buddy was tweaking, bro. Because <laughs> I'm up, like I'm not even watching the job. Because we had a big setup in my backyard, like a big inflatable screen, like, like by the pool, a little setup. Yeah. He's tweaking on me, bro. He's like, sit down, sit down. Like you, like you about to get picked. Like you might get picked. I'm like, bro, like I ain't. I'm vibing with my people. Yeah. Like leave me alone. If it happened, it happened. He finally blo keep blo he keeps blowing me up. Like keeps bothering me. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down with my peeps. Like and this is like around like pick 18, 17. And I knew OJ Howard was in my class. Mm, that was good. And fun. he was the dude. Like he was the man coming out. So I was like, I'm not. Go like, I knew I was gonna go gonna go before OJ. So I was like, whenever OJ go, then I'll sit. OJ went. All right, I'm gonna sit down. And like I'm looking at the TV and it's like pick 
21 or 20 or something like there's somebody and they, like, they had like the little ticker back in the day where you can like you'll see who's coming up like you yeah. see what pick's coming up and i see nyg and i'm like that would be so far like yeah <laughs> in your mind like damn that'd be fire like that'd be fire I, obviously I, I didn't i wasn't expecting it because i ain't talked to nobody there like i like the falcons was like i had literally met with the falcons a day before the draft the steelers loved me so i was like all right those guys is like yeah. those probably where i'm gonna land that was like the end of, like kind of late end of the first round I see, I see NYG, I'm like, bro, that would be so fire if they just call and pick me. Literally, uh, Miami's pick, I think, was in, like, on the TV. I get a call, East Rutherford, New Jersey, and it was a wrap from there. Oh, that's um, lit. I think Jerry Reese was the GM there. He called, and Ben McAdoo was a coach, talked to him, and it was so cool, man. Like, just just the fact that I said that I wanted to, I wanted to play here and yeah. like at a and sophomore in college and then to get the call and like my dream come true. Mm-hmm. It was so cool, man. It was really a blessing. Um, I did not take it lightly. Uh, it was a, it was a great night. I'll never forget. Um, and it was something that happened. It was, it was supposed to happen. Like yeah. that's what God had in, in store for me. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a cool experience. Yeah, words really have power. Like, we get people on the show, and they always talk about, yeah, I talked about this, or yeah, like, yeah. I told my man about this, and, like, it ends up coming to fruition. It's like, words manifestation. Yep. Like, that stuff is real. Like, nah, me and like, Jarvis talk about that all the time. And, like, a lot of people nowadays say, like, oh, like, you know, obviously, words of affirmation, like, speak what you want. And, speak into you know, existence. Speak into existence. Like, at the same time, like, you got to still put the work in for it. Like, still gotta, yeah. You still got to yeah. take the steps to, like... thousand percent. I mean, there's some things that fall in your lap, but something like that, like, you got to... Yeah. You gotta go get it, and um, just I give a lot of credit to like my family and just how I was raised, and like my work ethic and my teammates I had, and the influences I had. My coach uh, Maurice Harris, um, my tight end coach at Ole Miss, was like another father figure in my life, and like he got me on the right path, and he kept me straight, and he helped me on the field, off the field, and I was just doing a lot of the right things, and like the things that I wanted, the things like that God knew like was in my heart that I wanted, He blessed me with, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing, honestly. And um, my time in New York, uh, it, uh, it it shaped who I it shaped who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I would definitely wouldn't change a thing. At yeah. All. So you've been you've been in the league for what six years now, right? This is just my sixth year. Yeah. And you've seen like you've been part of the highs and you've been part of the lows. Like you've seen the crowd roar when you taking that shallow seventy five yards against Tampa Bay. <laughs> yep. And then you also y'all really seen on, y'all really on the. I mean, I was there. I was there. I was in the crowd like, easy, easy. I was like, we up. It's up tonight. You've been part of that, and then you've been part of, like, the crowd booing y'all. Like, when y'all doing kneeing and doing all that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? You coming (laughs) off the field and they booing. Like, how do you deal with that roller coaster of emotions? Yeah, no, it was a lot, bro. It was a lot. Um, Like, I knew, like, I knew New York was a big market like a big fan base like mm-hmm. a, a passionate fan base like die hard crazy like new yorkers are just different like if they're just different and obviously there's giant fans everywhere it's not just new yorkers but um it's different and uh i never really i just never really took into consideration of like just how much how just how much bigger the lights are here like they're yeah. just they're just bigger like it's just bigger you're on a big, you're on a bigger stage there's higher expectations there's higher standards and like looking back i was so oblivious to that and i was just like so in my own world just doing what i knew like what was the work showing up every day to work like being the best teammate like being a good friend of my guys and my family and um and i was really oblivious of uh, uh, oblivious of it and the the first really example that like 
showed me what it was like was Eli playing with Eli and like mm -hmm. I mean Eli went I mean he won two Super Bowls here and like he's he has literally a key to the city of New York City the biggest city in the world like he can do whatever he wants but like just the the just when he was struggling and having bad games or like throwing picks or just having a bad moment like like they were killing them. Yeah, it's like they, they killing them. Memory was so short. short. They forget all the good stuff you did, and they quick to throw you under the bus. They were killing them, and like I'm the rookie. Like I'm, I'm like this, like this uh, bright spot in the in the my season because my mm -hmm. rookie year was bad. Like we lost Odell, got hurt. Everybody got hurt. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just a, it was a shambles. We was in shambles. But Eli showed up the same. Showed up to work the same guy every single day. Like no matter what was in the paper, no matter what was being talked about, no matter what was being said about him. He showed up the same way every single day. And like that was like the first time that like I actually realized where I was at with the performance of like when you do good, they love you. When you do bad, like they gonna let you know. And 100%. they gonna like they're not gonna let you forget either. Mm -hmm. They love you, they hate you, they love you again. They, like that's just what it is. And so right. like that was like my first like wake up call to that was like experience seeing him go through some of the stuff he did. Like it wasn't his fault. Like we had we didn't have a good O line. And like obviously towards the end of his career, like he wasn't moving like that. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Uh, but just the way he carried himself every single day in the midst of all that, like he got benched that year and like yep. for a G, it was a whole thing, bro. It was nuts. And just seeing him, how he operated, bro. I, I give every time somebody asking me like, who was the first like vet that I like noticed and like really followed and had respect for and kind of took after. And it was him. Like, it was so cool to see how he just was the same guy every single day, no matter what he was going through. So like, that was kind of my wake up call to it. And then, um, I started dealing with some injury stuff, and yeah. like, obviously, when you get hurt, like I'm not purposely trying to get hurt. The media is just gonna attack that. Oh, bro, they was killing me. Yeah, they like, fans too, though. The, like the they fans, don't even know, and yeah. they just be blowing y'all social media. Me. Like, and I'm like, when I'm on the field, I was balling. Like I was like, when You're I was healthy, I was doing my thing. But when I was hurt, like obviously, I'm not playing. So like, people were killing me, and so like, that's when I was like, that was my first taste of it. Like, okay, like it's different. Yeah. Obviously, seeing Eli and then that, and then, um. My fourth year in the league uh, had just a bad season. Like I just had a really bad season. I had a mm -hmm. lot of drops. Had some key drops in some big games. Like that. Like at the end of the day, hurt my team. And um, and like it wasn't. You know, it was it wasn't just one play that killed a lot of stuff. But yeah. I, I had a bad season, and right. they killed me. Like I was. It was just. It yeah. is what it is. Like that was like. I was getting killed, yeah. and like there was a moment where I kind of lost control of like myself in that like because like you can have you can go through adversity but once you start doubting yourself like yourself like just up here mm -hmm. you can like that's when you lose yeah that's when you lose because people gonna talk about you all the time like you're not gonna please everybody but once you start doubting yourself in your head that's when that's when fear doubt creeps in that's when like you can't perform at your highest like you're just your muscles are just naturally tense like, mm -hmm. you think you're overthinking instead of just you're you know, not you. being that like you're not being yourself so that season man i had a really rough season and like I got crucified and yeah. that like, like I said, like I said earlier, like I wouldn't change a thing about my time in New York because that year, um, that year changed who I was as a man, as a football player, as just, um, as the husband I'm about to be soon. Like, Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's, That's, big time, man. Man. That's, That's five, man. That's five, man. Yeah, I got me one, man. I got me one. Uh, soon to be a father. Like, I'll, I'll be a father one day. Like not, yeah. not we're not expecting, but eventually. <laughs> Um, eventually I'm gonna be that like so like like you said like everything happens for a reason good or bad like I went yeah. through a lot of bad shit that put me to where I am now mentally like how I how strong I am now mentally how strong I am now like in my faith and um, and just how I operate now how I walk like 
I wouldn't change it for a thing. So like my time in New York, like obviously I wish it was better. Like I wish we won a lot of games. I wish yeah. um, we want we were in the playoffs, competing, like run making Super Bowl runs. Like my best friends, say Shep, DJ, like guys I've met here, like I still have a relationship with. Like I wish like it was better with them. Yeah. But like like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah. And it was uh, New York is a. I still love this place. I still love like love the city and um, like the organization. Uh, the mayor family and all the coaches I had, like it was, it's a top class spot and um, definitely wish it was better while I was here, but like everything happens for a reason. And like, I wouldn't change a thing about, um, you know, what I went through. Cause at the end of the day, like it made me who I am. Now. Yeah. So piggybacking, piggybacking off of that, you know, what makes you who you are, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league, you know, is your confidence. Yeah. Right. So going through all that adversity, right. Um, you know, us going to the games, like, it's only human where I can be like, well, damn, like, I wonder how he's feeling, yeah. right? So losing that confidence and battling, you know, just with your mental, how were you able to bounce back and catch your <clears> second <throat> wind and go into the Jaguars and then balling out and showing everyone, the Evan Ingram, that you know who you are, you know, like one of the best tight ends in the game? Because to lose your confidence like that, especially being in the big market, you know, the fans, media attacking you, like for yeah. anyone, I don't care who you are, that's hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then doubling down, putting the work in, going to Jacksonville, betting on yourself, taking a one-year deal and be like, I'm him, I'm a snap, doing it. Yeah. Like, how 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 was that process to bounce back and catch yeah. your mental? Um, bro, it was just, uh, I had to grow up. Like, I literally had to grow up. Um, the things I was experiencing here in New York, like, just like my routine, like how I was as a professional, just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Like, I was kind of just showing up kind of, like I put the work in, like I was one of the hardest working guys all the time. Um, but it was, there was always more I could do that I never, I never realized that I should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I got smacked in the mouth. I got knocked on my ass and it's like, now I'm on this one year deal, I'm this first round pick, everybody's calling a bus and, um, you know, can't stay healthy, can't catch, whatever. Like, I was like, I was, my back was against the wall and like, my like I always saw myself as like the big contract guy. Like mm -hmm. like my talent, like there's not a lot of guys in the league that can do what I do, especially at my position. Hell no. How, bro, you run it four four two at your size is crazy. And crazy. I always knew like I knew what I knew I knew what I, I knew who I am. Like I knew like I had the potential. Like I knew I've done it. Like I've I've literally done it. And but it wasn't it just wasn't happening on game days. Mm -hmm. Like I had great camps, I had great practices, I had flashes in games, but just wasn't consistent. Flashes, bro. I seen you grab a one-handed grab, say his first game against the Jaguars. It got called back, but it was the craziest catch I seen somebody make. After the game, I was like, fool. You, yeah. That Evan dude is some serious. Like so that. it was like it was there. Like, and I, I, I appreciate that. But it was like it was there. Um, but when like when I started this, uh so I met um my trainer that I work with every day now, uh, his name is Drew Lieberman. Um, us meeting changed everything because I met him. I met him on the football field the the, the off season after my worst year, going into what was going to be my last year with the Giants. And I was still really like all over the place mentally. Like mm -hmm. I was still thinking about my bad plays. I was still playing out of, and like working and just operating out of fear and doubt and just like. I was just like kind of scarred from everything. And once our relationship started to form and like, I don't know if y'all read, I don't know if y'all have ever read uh, the book called Relentless, Relentless. by Tim Grover. Great yep. book. Um, Cleaners. Cleaner. Yeah, Cleaner. Cleaner. Yep. And I read that book um, 
before, literally the season before my that that bad year. And you you can talk to say about it. We always talked about because he read it too, and we always like would push each other like, yo, like you're cleaner today. Were you this and that? Like, but we like we just weren't like I wasn't there mentally. It was just a cool thing to. Mm-hmm. So I met him, and like one of the first things that we based our work off of was how Kobe worked and how MJ worked and like their regimen and like their attention to detail and like how they attacked the game and how they attacked the craft. And a lot of people try to, uh, a lot of people say like, oh, like mama mentality and stuff like that. And like, it's a cool kind of thing to like say that you have, but it's a different mentality. It's just different. Like when you really dive into it. So me as like this, I was, I was messed up mentally and um, just wasn't as confident. And like meeting with this dude, we just hit it off from the jump. Like our work was started to become very detailed. He was breaking down my game and my film to where like, okay, like you need to be better here. Like this could be better. I started diving into all these details of my game that I never looked at before. Like it was just kind of walk out there and off the strength and just do what mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. But there's an actual art to running routes. And like, there's an actual, like, our, field, our football field is literally a canvas, and if you know if you know the game and learn the game and study the game and study the greats, like you can create your own art, like within that, within that, within that that world. And bro, we just worked, um, we just worked, and we broke down every single thing. And like it took a while because that that next season, like that was our first off season working together. Like, I didn't have a crazy year, like I didn't like bounce back or whatever, like. It was a whole process. And like one thing I will credit it to is like I really, I really studied how MJ and Kobe worked. Like, like you look at Kobe, um, I the coolest, the, the coolest thing to me looking at Kobe was I think like his rookie year, he was in the playoffs and he like airballed three shots yep. in the playoffs. In a row. And it's like you look at him, you look at him then and like where he took his career after that, like everybody has a has a rock bottom. Like MJ got hurt, he couldn't be get past the pistons, like he had to get in the lab and get stronger and get like yeah. I actually studied like how those guys work and how those guys overcame adversity and and bro, I probably watched the last dance like twenty times. Just the little nuggets <laughs> no, in there. This bro. dude watched that shit every day, bro. bro it's so it's good. One bro. Of the you best could just, documentaries bro, I've you ever just seen. put it on and just like there's you miss stuff, like you just pick different stuff. Like it's so good. Um Kobe has a little documentary called uh, Muse. Yeah, oh, we're talking about the surgery. Where he, where he goes through the surgery, but yeah. he like breaks mm-hmm. down his whole, like everything that he's been through. And like, you look at these greats, look at these goats and like, damn, like they fell on their ass too. Like yeah. they had a moment where they either could have laid down and, 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 and gave in and just been whatever it was, but look what they did with it. Right. Um, and so for me, it was just a, a maturity thing. And like the coolest thing I learned about them is like they had a routine, take care of their body, the way they worked what they were working on, what they were trying to improve on, um, the film they were watching, the conversations they were having. Um, bro, I just I just grew up and like I took I tried to try to uh emulate that as much as possible. Um and the work just started to come together. The little details started to come together. I started to feel confident and going into Jacksonville, like it was so it was so weird, man, because I was so used to just being here, being with the Giants, like having my guys, like the locker room, and it was just a complete shift for me. Like I've never been to Jacksonville in my life. I like <laughs> I'm I really, tax layer, boy. That shit sucks. bro. I, like I can get into the whole story of how I even ended up there, but it's <laughs> it's nuts. But I just grew up, man. Yeah. I really just grew up, and um, I was I really turned into a true professional, like trying to be the first one in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, staying 
literally trying to be the last one to leave. Um, having building a relationship with my quarterback, like Trevor's, Trevor was so young and he's still like, he's still figuring out how to be a pro. But um, I, I took initiative to just like get to know him and like yeah. get to see how he works and how he operates and how he thinks in the pocket and what he likes and what he doesn't like. Um, having a conversation with my coaches and doing pre-practice warmups. So, like it was just, I just grew up, man. And I put the work in and I really, I really honed in on what I was trying to do with my craft. And um, I was playing with confidence all year and had some decent games here and there. And then towards the end of the year when they really like let me loose, and they mm -hmm. like they gave me my eight to ten damn near fifteen targets. Yeah, there's, I like I broke through it all. Like I just I had like a breakthrough moment, like kind of late, middle end of the season, um, where like it all just clicked. Like, I was proud of you, bro. Everything yeah, bro. Just I was clicked. super proud. Bro. Like I appreciate it. I remember we used to have talks. Like we would be outside of wherever and you would just be like yo i want to be great i want to be great and like obviously i was sad to see you leave like i sent you a message like damn bro we're gonna miss you here but then i'm watching you ball out like i'm watching you in the playoff game so going proud, dumb bro. i'm like so bro proud. yeah no nah, i appreciate it man it's it's it was tough because like i wanted you know I, I wanted to be great where i got drafted like i wanted to have that here and then you know mm -hmm. the conversations we had like it's just different it's different when you do it in new york like but just, that's what just wasn't for me. Like it just wasn't for me. And at the end of the day, like I needed Jacksonville. Like I needed the coaches I had there. I needed the relationships I built with the guys there. And like I had the best time of my life that past season, bro. Where like I I literally didn't want. It was the first time in my career where I didn't want to leave the building. Like it was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm in the building just staying because I'm I want to work. I want to game or watch more film. I stay with Trevor after 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 the day is over, watching film with him. Like having fun, you having fun. All that yeah. stuff, bro. All that stuff pays off, and it's just like I just came to a point where like I'm not leaving nothing on my plate. Like I'm going to turn over every stone. Like there were times where I wasn't getting targets. I didn't want to go in my coach's office and have that conversation. Like I didn't want to go sit down with another grown man and tell him like coach like what do i need to do to get more like it's it was a, that's hard things to do like it's yeah. just some people have it and some people just don't and it was just i just felt like i grew up and i matured as a professional and um i studied the greats i studied all the good guys that did it I, um we had the tight end you thing uh and i, I got I was talking to uh, greg olson and he kind of had a similar thing he got drafted to chicago didn't really pan out his career like it didn't really he didn't really break out there and he went to Carolina and put together a Hall of Fame career. Can't like I'm I'm asking him like, yo, like you just you just you started over with a new team, like and you put you put yourself in a really good position like with your career. Like what was it? He was like, bro, just wanted to stay true to yourself. Like don't doubt yourself and just keep working. Like and it was it was the simplest answer, but like I I really took initiative to like learn and study and find guys that have been in through through the gutter and, and made it out. Um and uh you know, I'm, I'm not, I give credit to God. Like, it just wasn't me. Um, but I definitely, uh, I'm really, you know, feel like I put myself in a really good position. And um, sure. the season I had is, I feel like I'm really, honestly, I'm just getting started. Like, I feel like it, last year was like my rookie year all, right. all over again, yeah. which is, is a good thing. Do you um, think but, that's like the biggest change? Like, attention to detail in terms of like dealing with adversity, the adversity you, you face your rookie year yeah, compared bro. to now? It's like, you know, people go through, like, say something bad happens, like, at least for me, like, for, like, being an athlete, like, the best example I can give is, like, when you have a bad play, um, you don't want to watch it on film. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of just wish you can just, like, skip over it and not act like it's there. And I feel like that's what, you know, some people get messed up with in the diversity in their life is, like, 
there's there's beauty in like either your mistakes or just unfortunate or things that you didn't ask for to happen to you. Like obviously the easiest thing to do is just act like maybe it's not there or like act like it didn't happen or just try to get through it, move on. Or you can really dive into like one, how can I grow from this? Or two, you know, what was the mistake I made? Or three, like there's just there's always something to gain from from like the struggles or from like getting knocked on your ass. Like there's always though. something to gain. And that's what like I give credit to is I didn't run from my struggles. I didn't run from the things I wasn't doing well. Like I didn't run from like my failures. Like I looked them in the face and I turned it into a darkness to where I like it was a fuel to my work. Like and I did, now I'm at to a point where like I try to create adversity like for me to get through myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's like what I kind of that kind of is keeping me going at this point was I like what can I do to make my day harder. To where, like, <laughs> if I can create my own adversity for myself and get through it, there's nothing, there's nothing that the world can throw at me. Yeah. That like. It's a great mindset to have. That bro. I can't, that I can't work through, and so, that's the journey I'm on now is like finding those like yep. hard things to navigate and to get through. Right now, uh, I would say it's golf because right now it has me in a damn chokehold and like it's the hardest game. <laughs> I've been on golf. I'm trying to play golf, bro. Get in it, bro. Hard, bro. Yeah, it's hard, right. but like. Come over there. He be golfing it's too. It's hard, bro. But it's there's beauty in like the little details that, that like, go into the game, bro. Like it. I like getting better at things, so it's like it's something for me to get better at. Yeah, but like this little like golfing and like I hate cold tubs, and so I've forced myself to do cold tubs oh, every day. Yeah, like cold wow. plunges, like neck deep, three minutes. You got to do it, and it's the <laughs> hardest thing I could ever put myself through. But I do that. Like, okay, I drop a ball next. Like, what's up? Right. Yeah. So what now? Um, Okay, we do a pick, we do a pick. All right, let me go support the defense. Get this like it's just things that would break me like before, like that were at least not break me, but I'll get in my head and start second guessing or start doubting or playing mm -hmm. in fear or, or working in fear, or walking in fear. Now it's just like, all right, what's up? Yeah. So talk about man, it's crazy. Talk about that big comeback, bro. That the twenty seven point come, yeah, playoff. That game, joint man. was was crazy. crazy like what like just being on the field playing in that game or what that, was the energy like yeah she was electric it was first of all like so when we when we first started in jacksonville shout out jacksonville like the fans are dope bro the fans are so dope down there like i was expecting like leaving there i was like man there ain't no like there ain't nothing like the <laughs> right. fans here like having like duval bro we turned up like this front the beginning of the season like there were a couple games where like there were more fans for the other team that were in the stadium than we had for jack like for us yeah but that playoff game, bro, it was all teal. Like the whole state, entire stadium was Jags, and like it was my first playoff game. Like I didn't even feel real. It just like it didn't even feel real. It was just like damn, like I'm here, like we here. Yeah. We get out and like we throw some interceptions. Trev throws a couple picks. Like some of the some of them, like, one was a bad call. Should have been a PI. I ran a shitty route one time. I got picked, and then Trev made a couple bad decisions. And the dopest thing about my team now, bro, is like everybody was supporting everybody. Everybody stayed positive. And we had like, we had three or four comebacks early on in the season. It wasn't like 27-0, but we were down like 17 a couple of times, down to like 14 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like we've made, we've done it before. And so it's 27-0 and we, um, and I'm kind of just like, I'm just like kind of locked in. Like I'm trying to just like, damn, like we really getting blown out right now. But I'm still locked in. Like I'm still giving everything. Like I was like, I told myself, I was like, I don't care what the score is. Like I'm not going out. Like this could be my last game of my of my one year deal. Like I gotta go. Like finish it. Yeah. I'm not gonna let up. 
we put the drive together before halftime. I score 27-7 going into halftime. And we like, all right, we're down 20 with 30 minutes to go. Like, we can rock out. And literally everybody was on board. Like, there was no, like, we just knew we were coming back. Like, we literally knew, like, what was going to happen. And they couldn't stop us, bro. Like, they was tweaked. Like, bro, y'all came back bro, with some crazy like, shit. Like, they're, like... They were so hyped up talking cash, like they thought it was over they with. Talking that shit, bro. We scored. We once we got once we made it twenty seven to fourteen, they were shook. Like because yeah. they because defense came out, got stopped right at halftime. We drove down and scored. Defense was shook, and I remember there was a drive that I had like I had I caught a shallow and took it maybe like 30, 35. and like I I went back and watched the clip and like I had. You could see like this look in my eyes where like literally little like my pupils were like black. But I was so fucking locked in. Like Close I was but we was it was twenty it was twenty I think it was tied. Yeah, it was tied or I don't I don't remember the exact situation, but we had to drive a score. Like this was the last chance to like we had the chance to go win it. Mm -hmm. And bro, I remember walking out on the field and like I was so locked in and I was so in tune with my teammates where like I knew what was about to happen. Like I was like I started crying. Like I knew we were about to finish this. Like it was the dopest thing ever. I was so in the zone. I was so locked in. Like my teammates, like everybody's energy was just so locked in. And like, and we did something that it was like one of the one of the biggest comebacks in playoff history. And like for that yeah. to be for that to be my like my first playoff experience. Like not gonna lie, I shut the TV off and I was like, oh yeah, they're getting cooked. Bro, no, and I like, my bro, phone. I'm like, these motherfuckers <laughs> came back and won. Bro, and it was just it was a good moment for our team, man, because. Like we went through so much in the beginning of the season and we went on this crazy run to get in the offs and for it to just the, the first round to be like that, it was crazy. Like I walked off the field and I was like stuck. I was like, really? Like this like really just <laughs> that happened. Shit just happened. Like, and like and the cool thing was is like I love winning games. I love winning games, but like I want a ball in the wins. Like I want to yeah. eat. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. And I had for it to be my first playoff game, I was like I had like 90 something yards, like a couple of touchdowns, like just to be a part of something, like to be like one of the reasons that mm -hmm. we did that. Like it was just such a great moment for everything I've been through and for the, like the things that my teammates have been through. Like we had a full, we had a team full of just like guys with chips on their shoulders that like had something to prove and like was trying to catch their second win. And like everybody was on, everybody was just locked in, bro. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, That's fire. It was so cool, man. And like, we obviously we wanted to, we wanted to keep going and go win the Super Bowl. And we ran into the Chiefs and them boys were serious, but For sure. um, it was awesome. Like it was so dope. I'll never forget it. So, um, you know, one of our staple questions that we always love to ask, um, if you had to describe your life in one word or phrase, what would you say? I got a, I can, it's a, it's a Bible verse actually. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary of doing good for at a proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Mm. And literally, bro, I've had so many opportunities to give up. And like, there's been so many, like, just, there's been so many chairs in front of me just to be like, yo, Evan, just sit down and like, you'd be good. And I didn't give up, man. I never gave up. And the people in my life didn't let me give up. Uh, the, the people that love me and support me never let me, never let me give up and always kept pushing me. And God has stayed true to that verse. Like you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. And the harvest is just starting to come, bro. It's just starting to come. And there's so much left on the plate for me to go get. And, uh, I would definitely that verse Galatians six nine man is that's that's my life. It's an amazing answer, brother. That's an amazing answer, Appreciate fool. It.
Damn. Damn. Appreciate it. Damn. Appreciate that. That takes me to my next question because I'm excited to hear your answer for this. Um, you know, this show is called Second Wind. And mm-hmm. like when we have people on, we don't want anyone to watch and be like, I ain't learned nothing from that. Yeah. You know, and you're really in your second win right now. Yeah. Like you you starting to really blossom into what you're supposed to be. What advice do you have for anybody watching that's trying to catch their second win and you know, whatever they're going through? Yeah, uh like whatever you're doing. Um, whatever path you're on, but it's like don't leave any stone unturned. Like don't have any like don't leave anything for question. Like if you're wondering about something, go find it out. Like there's people to ask, there's research to be done, like there's people to study. Like you don't even have to know them. Like there's the, the access to information we have now is ridiculous. Um don't leave a stone unturned. And like if you're in it, like empty the tank. Like like for like for easiest thing for me for like young players is like Build relationship with your coaches and your teammates, and like be able, like being able to walk into a room and have a conversation and look another man or a woman in their eyes and ask questions and be engaged and like try to learn. It can do wonders for you. Like it can do wonders for you. So that's what helped me catch my second win is that I left no stone unturned. Like I emptied the tank on everything I did: work, um, targets, uh, diet, uh, body work, um, sleep. Like I studied everything. I studied the right path and it's it's put me in a really good spot so and that that goes for anybody you don't need to be an athlete you don't need to play football you don't need to do, like it could be anything don't leave a stone unturned well you keep talking about the grace brother well you doing what you're doing you're gonna be up there with the grace yeah, yeah, that routine and what goal, you're doing man. brother I for real that. man i'm so proud of you bro for real like it means a lot to me just seeing nah, you bro, doing your I, thing bro no nah, real like real stuff like y'all doing something really cool right now um y'all doing something really dope and it's something that a lot of people can relate to and like you know you guys were a bucket list of mine to to get on this. Oh, we and appreciate that's that. Love, that's man. love, That's for love, real, for real. Like, because I've known y'all from like even before y'all start doing this. Like, y'all been trying to find your own way and and do your own thing, and like y'all are doing it at a really cool, really big stage. And I'm proud of y'all boys too. I'm I'm blessed to you know lo- to know y'all and um to to be going through this stuff with you, bro. My God, I appreciate man, you man. coming on, man. Hell for yeah, real, bro. you Hell embody yeah. this show. What what it's all about, brother? Nah, y'all, yeah, y'all had a lot of dope people on here. I'm I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it. My guy, yeah, man. For anybody watching, go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, repost. like, comment, repost. Tell your great aunt, tell your grandma, you know, tell, you, tell your little cousin, your little cousin, tell that. your baby infant cousin. You go know. make a YouTube account, log on, and I mean subscribe. We got Mister Easy E, Evan Ingram, one man. of the hardest interviews we had, bro. Yes. We appreciate, appreciate you, you coming appreciate on the show, brother. Too, Second, Second win. win, we out. Love.